Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking and what cracked last week with the elections. Well, <laughs> there was not a red tsunami. And everybody knows that, not across the nation. But was a, we talked about what would a tsunami shindig be. Well, it would be an election that you got something you didn't expect that was so good. So did we have a shin, tsunami shindig? I think we did. Let me tell you about that in one place the trouble is we just had it in florida the rest of the country maybe like a ripple we're going to talk about the elections today a lot to look at a lot to get into and we'll just uh, tell you right up front i was disappointed but then i realized if we can get the house we can stop the biden agenda from spending another five ten trillion dollars if we get the House and the Senate, we can help out with judges, a lot of things. As we speak right now, it looks like the only way to get the Senate will probably be uh, going through Herschel Walker's runoff in Georgia, the state of Georgia. Now, uh, there's some last-minute polling and counting. When I say last-minute, can you believe Arizona and Nevada can't count votes? <laughs> I think Florida has 21 million people, and they got theirs all counted in one night. If Florida can do it, why can't the rest of America do it? But let, let's look at some races. Oz got beat in Pennsylvania. Oz was a, a uh, you think, well, he knows all about how to do uh, perform in, on stage, how, how to connect to people. But he didn't connect. Why not? Maybe because the, the saying was, well, he's a carpetbagger. He doesn't really live in Pennsylvania. And he got a home there, but maybe too little too late. Don't know. How can Fetterman win? How could people go and vote for Vet Fetterman? And, and now he's going to be uh, a U.S. Senator, Fetterman. And, oh, man, you know, is he really going to represent the people of Pennsylvania well? He was against fracking, and all of a sudden... For fracking, um, will he be able to articulate, and will he be able to understand the debate in the Senate, or he'll just say, "Joe Biden, tell me who to vote for." Uh, for the people of Pennsylvania, I feel sorry for you. At the same time, the people of Pennsylvania voted for him. Now, I will admit, I mean, his campaign was smart when they said they would debate. It was a horrible debate, but so many of the Democrats had already voted when the debate happened but we're not going to go all into that detail i, I wish dr oz could have brought it uh pulled it off but he, he didn't looking back maybe his opponent in the primary mccormick if uh this is where trump came in supported oz and and helped him out in the primary 
what would happen if McCormick had been there? Would he have been able to? You would think Oz was well performed for the stage, and 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 being a politician would go right along with what he's done uh, in showbiz, I, I guess you say, or um, on television. But it didn't happen. So that was a big disappointment for. Uh, all of conservative America to see that uh, we couldn't pull off the Pennsylvania Senate race. And we're not going to go deeper than that and just say, let's look at one of the good ones. Uh, let's look at what did happen, Ohio. And we know that J.D. Vance was up uh, uh, a lot in the polls, and he, he won by, what, seven or eight points. And it was a good sweep there in the state of Ohio. So J.D. Vance, I've J.D. Vance advanced to the U.S. Senate. And we can look, you know, we're not going to look at all the races. We could. But the bright spot, like I said, I was going to talk more about it. It's the, what we would call the, uh, I would call it a tsunami shindig in the state of Florida because they, they flipped four Democrat House seats. Marco Rubio won by over 10 points. I think what DeSantis won way over 10 points. Uh, I mean, just just demolished his Democratic opponent, uh, the former governor, uh, Charlie Crist. So DeSantis, you say, who is the winner? Well, was it Joe Biden? No, nobody won bigger than Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida uh, during the midterm elections. It was just huge because Florida was a tsunami shindig. It was a... Uh, red wave. It was a red tsunami in the state of Florida. All down ballots in the state houses, and and they just they won. Uh, the Republican Party has been built up by Ron DeSantis. You remember Ron DeSantis had to fight for his life, and and Donald Trump helped him in the primary to get in the primary for the general election. You remember there was the former uh, mayor of Jacksonville who uh, we found out later had a bunch of drug problems after the election, but he almost beat DeSantis. It was very, very close, and DeSantis had to pull that out in the state of Florida just four years ago, 2018. And what he's done in four years has been phenomenal, working with the Republicans, working with uh, all the Hispanic communities in the Venezuela, the different Latino communities throughout Florida, and he has brought Florida, he's turned it red. It's a solid red state. It shows you know, when he wins and Marco Rubio wins and, and, uh, the, and all the down ballots are, are winning. It, it was a red tsunami in the state of Florida. So am I singing uh, DeSantis' praises that he ought to be the nominee? Too early for that. What about Donald Trump? And, uh, is he going to make his announcement this week? He had a good night when you look at all the people he, that he uh, supported and and the people he got out. And he went around campaigning hard in different places. He campaigned in Florida for Marco Rubio and other candidates. And now he didn't invite Ron DeSantis for some reason. He, he should have, I think. But and then Donald Trump had, of course, J.D. Vance and others that he, he uh, that won. But there were some that he supported, like in New Hampshire. The primary in New Hampshire, he got General uh, Bulldog in and, and that pushed him through in the primary, but was he the candidate for New Hampshire? Obviously, obviously wasn't because he didn't win in New Hampshire, and that was a winnable state. Uh, he, and he got behind Oz. We talked about that in Pennsylvania and did not win. So there are some states that we would love to have seen 
and had a chance for some victories. And so there's got to be something that brings the Republicans to a table to, where they can come together and get and, and, and build each other up. How do you do that in politics? Well, that's why you get into a party. And that's something that we uh, as conservatives got to look at. We know there's a lot of conservatives who won't dare be a part of the Republican Party because everybody's a rhino as far as they're concerned. But if you don't go vote Republican, if you don't go help Republicans, then what are you going to have? You're going to have communism. I mean, we're already under uh, socialism. So how far to the left can we go? I, I, I think Ron Johnson said, how much more suffering do the American people want before they vote the Democrats out? Well, evidently, we need a lot more higher gas prices. We America pretty much voted for higher gas prices. They did they want the Green New Deal with uh, even higher gas prices? Well, uh, that's what they seem to vote for. They want more crime. That's what they've been voting for. So how do you stop that? Well, part of it is the Republicans have got to get together. So next week's show, hang on, we're going to talk about the direction of the Republican Party and what they can do. We're going to talk about some solutions that the Republican Party can do. And if the leaders are listening or not, I don't know. But we're going to be doing that on next week's show. Talking about, we said, uh, and look, as we're doing this show, believe it or not, California is not counting. And, and that's the scariest thing because, or if they count, it's very slow. 30 and 40% counting. And <laughs> here we are at the end of the week. And, and they just let ballots keep pouring in. And, and do they even look at the postmark? And how many times have we seen that California, you have a Republican ahead, and they just keep counting and counting and counting. And where do they keep finding all these votes? But that's the scary thing. Getting in the House may depend on some places in California. It's getting real close as we're doing the show. It looks like the House is going to go into Republican hands, but I never, never count out what the Democrats will do to hang on to power. And I'll tell you in the Senate, uh, it, like I said, it looked like it, we're going to come down to Herschel Walker's race in Georgia. It m may not be that way, and by now as this show goes on the air, you may already he hear something. But in Arizona, uh, there's a, a, one of the supporters for Carrie Lake said that uh, you know they feel very good about her winning. And, and her winning big in such a way that even Masters may come up and, and regain the ground he needs to uh, beat Mark Kelly out in the, for the Senate seat in Arizona. If he did that, wouldn't, and if Laxalt goes ahead and wins, and I think he's in a good position, then that would that would give uh, uh, Herschel would be just icing on the cake, wouldn't have to have it. But in fact, Laxalt, where he is, and again, how long does it take Nirvana or Nevada? How long does it take for them to count votes? And they're not a big state. They're not a big, I mean, population-wise, they're not, they're not uh, a big population like Florida. So, uh, but listen to this. On, uh, uh, the Tucker Carlson Show, Fox News, had a clip with Adam Laxalt, the Senate candidate, Republican Senate candidate out there in Nevada. Well, we feel really, really strongly about where this race is heading. Uh, we've been in the lead, obviously, uh, since election night. Uh, that lead has shrunk over the last few days, uh, but she does not have the amount of votes left to be able to catch us. She'd have to win by over 63 uh, percent. And it's important to note, since most of the national media is not covering this, 
the Las Vegas mail ballots that are being reported include election day drop-off mail. That mail is absolutely not going to break like, you know, traditional mail through the USPS. Those are election day voters. And just to give you an example, in Washoe County, we had more Republicans drop off election day ballots than Democrats. And so, again, as we put out the math for the world, she has to win by over 63% of all of this. Uh, and we think that these election day ballots, you know, could break even. We could stand to lose them by 15, 20 points, and we would still hold. And so we feel like we're in a great, great position and uh, just super proud of my team and uh, a lot of hard work, incredibly tough race. But uh, let, we're going to win this thing, hopefully, and uh, be an important race for the country and my great state. Well, we certainly uh, agree with all of that. But we should know by now. It's been two days, and Clark County, Nevada, where most of our viewers have been, since it's one of the country's biggest tourist destinations, is one of the most technologically advanced places in the world. You built a replica of the Eiffel Tower in your county. Everything is automated in Clark County, Nevada. So I, I'm honestly confused as to why they can't give us the results of an election within a few hours. You know, I absolutely believe we need to get rid of ballot harvesting and drop boxes and universal mail-out balloting. There's no reason. First, we don't, even have, we don't even have voter ID. We need voter ID. We need election day counting, as everyone keeps pointing out. If Florida can do it with 21 million people, with 3 million people in Nevada, we should know the results of the election. And, you know, here's what people's missing is the human toll. Never mind, like, the democracy right. piece, which is obviously the most important. You have campaigns and staffs that are now just continuing for 20 hours. When is the campaign over? When do you get to tell your supporters, thank you for everything you did, we've won? You know, when do you get your family to actually breathe that it's over? Uh, uh -huh. This system is very, very flawed. And by the way, everyone knows it. I think Republicans and Democrats think this is just an astonishing process. And I don't think in Clark County, we did so much to make sure this was a secure election. We have lawyers everywhere. We had election observers. Uh, we feel confident that the votes, the, the register announced today, there are just over 50,000 more mail votes and, you know, it's total 70,000 tops. So we know the universe and we feel comfortable with the universe. But nonetheless, we need to change the system. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Roman siege. They're trying to wait you out. Uh, but we'll be following you. Adam Laxall, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Good luck. As you can tell, Adam Laxall, I'm glad he said they feel good and secure. They feel like there were no shenanigans going on in Nevada. And, and so he said they had people watching, people lawyers everywhere so and poll watchers so he, they feel good and they feel very confident and I, I i love to see it maybe by the time you're hearing this they've called this for adam laxalt but oh uh, oh we need it we need it big now that would be a, a republican pickup on a democratic seat and that would put us right at 50 when you uh, consider that alaska is going to go republican uh, to sheba um or uh, Murkowski, of course, we all would like to see Murkowski beat, but she's being promoted by none other than Mitch McConnell. And they got this crazy voting system that Alaska put in two or three years ago, pushed by who? Lisa Murkowski, because she knew she would be in trouble in the primary. 
So she got this put in where they can get two Republicans and a Democrat running, and and then the second place if you you get your second place vote. Anyway, I I just it's it's a, a sorry system that allows uh, somebody like Murkowski to hang on in power, can't get her out even in a primary. So uh, we'll, we'll watch and see. But if uh, if Laxall can win, of course it's, that gives fifty, but Whenever you, the other side has 50, then you know who gets to vote and break the tie, and all the power goes to the Democrats. So that were, that's why Herschel Walker and our um, Masters out there in Arizona. And talking about Masters, there's something I played a little clip from uh, one of the Cary Lake uh, supporters who's watching the elections closely and what she has to say. I hope by the time you're hearing this, they've got those votes counted. But, I mean, it's just so frustrating how slow things go in the state of Arizona. And Carrie Lake it says she's going to change it once she gets in there as governor. She believes she'll be governor. So I hope by the time you're hearing this, she is the governor-elect. But I'm going to play it for you in just a minute. First, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Glad you're listening to us. And, hey, it's election year. And we, we've had the midterms. And after pushing this all year long in 2022 and all the obstacles and what uh, has happened, it I've been disappointed. It wasn't red wave. But if we get the House and the Senate, what I mean, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate if we just get the House. We're making movement. But we got to keep stepping forward. You can see the force we're up against. It's something like we haven't seen before. People thought this would be like 2010, but you know, nothing ever galvanized us. Nothing galvanized us like the Tea Party to bring people together and bring people out. Why? Well, I think the left monitored it. If you try to do anything now, they they sending in these crazy leftists and, and uh, just cause all kind of havoc. So it's, it's just hard to get together and, and galvanize around something. But we, we got to work our way around that and figure that out. But let me also tell you, before we get back to this clip of uh, 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 talking about the Arizona race, I want to just remind you, I do have a book coming out. It seems like it'll be out early 2023. 2023. Uh, uh, so uh, should be getting that book out as a book of fiction, nothing to do about politics, just everybody's going to be tired of politics for a little while. So let's just... Uh, Think back of all the things that you're good and, and some get some comfort, some rest, and read a good book like Doc Holliday's Keeper of the Secret. Not out yet. I'll tell you how you can go there and go to the website as soon as it gets up. But now uh, let's play this clip from uh, Steve Bannon's War Room. I think it's uh, Carolyn Ween, and she's from the uh, Cary Lake uh, campaign and and this is what they were looking at the numbers and and it's horrific and that you'll hear them talk some about what happened early on in like 30 percent of the uh, voting centers the the machines weren't tabulating and there were long lines and people be told you have to wait three hours and then on top of that at the end of the day they ask a judge hey we had people couldn't vote can we keep it open three hours three hours or a couple hours at the end and, he, and the judge said no turned it down now how many times have you heard a judge keeping people from voting it happened in arizona it is crazy out there and let's pray carrie lake can win and clean up these elections and run them like they're supposed to be run and get them counted just like florida does but take a listen to this 
clip is a well, it's a little bit long, but I want you to hear it. And she will talk about uh, also the Masters Senate race. And so, when you're hearing this, if they haven't decided it, this is why I think there's some uh, glimmer of hope here. So take a take a listen. But they're going to drag this out until next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? They're going to they're going to they want to they want to get as far away from election day as possible to take away Carrie Lake's energy and her uh, her dynamism. So to, tell me, first off, where do you think you guys stand? You said yesterday it's a mathematical impossibility. Yet last night on the drop, um, you know, Hobbs did go up, and I understand there's a reason for that. So walk through the math of where you guys actually stand, and then what's the program? Yeah, so for, I mean, I would love to see someone to take away Carrie Lake's fighter energy. That's not going to happen. She's, she, is, she is ready, willing, able to fight. Her energy is extremely high. But frankly, she is ready to start governing. That's what is frustrating here, which finally, yesterday we held a, a series of transition meetings. This thing is over. There's 621,000 ballots out there right now still, which is out. I mean, it's just outrageous. Hang on, let's put the chart up. Let's, let's keep talking, yeah. and I want to put the sure. chart up as we do talk. The, the one that goes across. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, perfect. OK, yeah. here. So looking at Thank these, you. you know, the majority of these you've got Republican, but Election Day drop offs. Those if the Election Day drop offs break just 52, 48 our way, we still win. I, my personal opinion is they are going to break closer to 70 percent. That is a, the level of range that we have right here to be working with. They have been breaking at that high level, but I'm just pointing out that we literally could win with just 52% breaking. And keep in mind, that's just breaking up the Maricopa numbers. The rest of those the, are, you know, with these rural counties coming in, those rural counties are, are coming in for us. The Pima Election Day drop-offs, those are also going to break you. I mean, those have been breaking 60-40 towards us right now, as far as people actually voted on Election Day. So that is a tremendous number, 384,000 votes right there. And then you get to the drawer three, you know, those are all people who came in on Election Day. Those are also going to be overwhelming, if not all us. I mean, I remember Gary and Blake were going to polling station, polling station in Maricopa. Every person was screaming, saying, I'm voting for you. Those are all breaking our way. And even some of these <coughs> these earlies um, and look at those are all a bunch of rural counties, too. And what you know, what probably will happen is Maricopa will do. One more, you know, they did a drop last night that was ridiculously low. It should have been bigger, and it was the remaining mail-in ballots. And so everyone started to panic because we went down like 5,000 more votes or something. And we're sitting here, like, Harry's cool as a cucumber. We're going to win this thing. We're going to win it big. But they just have to, got to stop dragging this out and count these votes. They want to take this victory away from her. They never will. She's going to be the greatest governor this country's ever seen. And if they want to, you know, delay it, fine. But we, you know, we're moving forward. Uh, let's go back to uh, let's go back to that chart for a second. Are you not concerned about Pima? You know, when you look at these, uh, when you look at the charts, one hundred three thousand of those are election day votes. Those are it's not even election day votes, Steve. Those are people who took their ballot and walked it in to hand it in because they did not want to use these drop boxes and they didn't trust the mail. You can't tell me those the, aren't Republican voters. The the, the early's come to one hundred and seventy eight one hundred eighty seven thousand. Right yeah. now, if you look down that column, the early's are you know what, 30% of this. How are the earlies breaking right now? Do you have any analysis on that? Because you still got 40,000 It depends on the counties. So, you know, the, and, and the earlies even, these aren't any more mail ballots. Like the, the, the batch last night was mail-in ballots that, that were mailed, you know, like kind of late. So even earlies are people who went in and voted in person over the weekend. And so okay. the, even if the, I mean, if those break 40, 60 us, or even less, I mean, we're, we're fine. Like, they, these, it's not even okay. that significant of a number. 
Okay. Um, so then walk us through. We, we got the math, and we'll double-check that. We got the math. That kind of conforts with uh, Charlie Kirk and, and the team over at uh, Turning Point. Now that we I got the math, what do you think? Blake's going to be tight, and if anyone is going to be a, a victim of how egregious they ran our election systems on Tuesday, it's Blake. I mean, if this thing's within 2,000 votes for him or something, there's certainly 2,000 votes that there are people who were trying to, you know, you go early in the morning. People have work. They have families. They have kids. They have to get to school. And if you get there and all the tabulator machines are broken, they say oh, just you have to be there for three hours. Like, it's just it's it's pathetic. But look, I, I do think actually Blake's going to clear that. And I think Blake's going to get over the line here. This is a the movement in Arizona is like nothing I've ever seen. And people are fired up and we're going to win. The, the media wants to take it away from us. They want to try and act like this is close. They want to drag it every day. Carrie Lake, you know, squeaked out a win. She didn't squeak out a win. She's going to win. It's same. It's the same thing they did in the primary. Everyone said this was a close race and Carrie Lake won. She won by five points. So there is a glimmer of hope for uh, Blake Masters in, in the Senate race in Arizona, and there's there's a reason to believe that Carrie Lake will win big. And and like uh, her uh, supporter Carolyn Wing was talking about, she's going to win big, and and the press does not want her to win big because she is a big Trump supporter, and she loves Donald Trump and thinks the elections were crazy and he was cheated. And if you see what happened in Arizona this time. You have to think that they know those machines wouldn't work and they were more in uh, Republican areas. And, and then you had uh, people who were turned away because they had to go on to work, had to take care of life. And, and they could wait three hours and then come back and you think, well, a judge will let people vote. It happens in St. Louis all the time in Houston, Texas. Whenever they say, hey, we had problems, we need to keep the polling place open. It always happens. But not in Arizona, not if it's in a Republican area. Okay, we can whine, and I don't want to whine. We're going to look at the elections. We, we had to take some tough medicine thinking we'd have a red tsunami. But we look at the House and look at the Senate, the possibilities, and I'm glad we're where we are, a lot better than we were uh, two weeks ago with uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and uh, Senator Schumer all in charge. Uh, maybe we get... Uh, two out of those three changed. And that would be a great day for America, a great day for conservatives, and we can keep on the journey. It is a journey, folks. You cannot get tired. There are people from the Tea Party days that have passed away. I wish they could see some of the journey. And we've had Donald Trump come in, shake things up. One thing Donald Trump has done very well for years, the press would and go over and over how you know, Republican, you got your country club Republicans. Hey, the Republican Party now is for the working man and working woman, thanks to blue-collar billionaire Donald J. Trump. So thank you, Donald Trump, for making it the party, the Republican Party, the party of the working man and working woman. Not only that, we had uh, in the election, we had John James, uh, barely won. We thought he was going to get in better than that, but we've got John James, Wesley Hunt winning in Texas, so we're going to double the number of re black Republicans. Uh, so we went from two to four. And Herschel Walker, he's still not out yet. So uh, get down to Georgia, send some help to Georgia. And because we know with the Democrats what's happened, the devil's come down to Georgia. <laughs> Reminds you of a song, doesn't it? But listen, we're going to finish up this show with confidence and optimism and knowing that you will not. Uh, give up 
do not get out there and get this illusion. We've had a victory. Let's take it and build on it and see what is ahead. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week's show. What is ahead? How can Republicans come together and and bring everybody in that is upset with what uh, is going on? High gas prices. Fear is what the Democratic Party won on. Fear. Oh, democracy is on the ballot. No, we're not even a democracy. We're a republic, a constitutional republic. Joe Biden and... But but they placed the fear, and they got their base out. Uh, saying that, they got their base out. I think uh, there was like 45 million votes for Democrat uh, across the country. You count up all the House races. And there was 50, about 53 million for the uh, Republicans. And so the, uh, in the generic nationwide, we had more Republicans than Democrats. And uh, and it's almost 81 million voted for Joe Biden, supposedly voted for Joe Biden. So only half the Democrats really got out the vote that voted in uh, 2020. And uh, it was like uh, 75 million for Donald Trump, 53 million, so 20 million less people. That's how many people could have got out vote and made a red tsunami, but they didn't. Evidently, they're not suffering enough. That's what uh, Senator Ron Johnson said. So we live in an America where we're going to have to keep at it and we're going to have to never give up. Conservative values are coming around. I told you we got more African-Americans that two more uh, black Republicans are voted in to the House of Representatives. Watch Herschel Walker. We got more Hispanic uh, in the House and and we're, we're building up a base. Look what uh, Governor DeSantis is doing in Florida. Let's copy it and put it across the country. All right? Listen, heads up, good cheer. We need to be proud of a, of a race that's pulled us closer than where we were, and we've got to keep moving forward. God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.